I got my dark tanning oil. Lay out by the pool. This is the American dream, y'all. Spring break. Y'all want to die tonight? Spring break. Get down! You're scared, aren't you? Spring break forever. All right, guys, welcome to the first episode of Six Sad Film Club. Um, if you've never heard of me before, I used to do a show called Girls Interrupted with my best friend here, Annie. Say hello, Annie. Hi. <laughs> yes, we did a movie podcast. Uh, we've been doing that since 2012, but now this is our first episode of this new show with a whole new name and a fabulous new member. Um, joining us is now going to be Dominique, a.k.a. DJ Dom Tub from Houston, Texas. Um, he's been our guest in the past, and we are just so excited to have him on the team. Um, we had some of our funniest episodes with him, so we just had to ask him to join us. So, welcome, Dom. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thank you yes. so much for inviting me to be a host. I am so excited for this opportunity, and like, I love talking movies and pop culture and fashion with y'all. So, this is just like, the best thing in the world i'm so excited yes yes oh and we have two new segments with this new show we're going to have a um culture segment where annie's going to tell us what was ha happening around the times of these new movies um of these movies and then dom is going to be giving us the dion davin report which is all about fashion and the costume designers for each movie <laughs> so so excited about both this new segment <laughs> and if you uh, don't know who Dion Davenport is, she is my favorite character from one of my favorite movies, Clueless. Here's where Dion lives. She's my friend because we both know what it's like to have people be jealous of us. Um, we all know Cher, but like, let's not forget her best friend, Dion. Like, Dion is super stylish and fashionable and cool and just like funny. So like, I had this like great idea of calling the fashion segment Dion Davin's report, since her name is Dion Davenport. Um, so comment and let us know if you like it. Um, it's still kind of an up in the air thing. It might change one day, but um, yeah, we're gonna keep you on your toes. We want to um, shout out Clarissa Ernestina, who designed our new logo, which you should check out. Um, her Etsy shop. It's at Newfound Books PA um, for Pennsylvania. Uh, that's where she lives. Uh, thank you so much, Clarissa. You're the best. We love yes. our new. Um, I love that logo. Uh, thank you, Clarissa. Yeah, also, thank we, you. I just want to say we really loved our previous logo as well. So you should go give um, at uh, U-S-E-P-H-O-R-I-C at Usoferic. Mm, did I spell that right? I think it's at U-S-O-P-H-E-R-I-C. Um, go give Ariel Rivera some love because she did a beautiful job on our first logo. And I'm always going to treasure it. <laughs> and you can actually go and buy some merch. You can buy merch with both logos. You can buy it um, at our website, uh, sixsidefilmclub.com. So you can get some gear, some stickers with both logos, both amazing logos on them. Yes, and we also have new... Um, new graphics coming soon as well. I don't yes. want to give too much information about it right now because I kind of want it to be a big surprise, but uh, we're very excited for the new graphics to come as well. So mm -hmm. shout out to um, Redacted, you know who you are. Thank you, Beep. Thank you, Beep. Now, 
it is time to introduce this week's movie. Um, we are taking it back to to spring break, y'all. Um, spring Breakers, two thousand thirteen. Okay, Annie, let's talk stats. Yes, let's get into some stats. Stats. I'm so excited. Um, so Spring Breakers came out in twenty twelve. Well, it like had a came out mm-hmm. at festivals in twenty twelve. The rest of us saw it in 2013 that's when it's like mm. wider release happened uh it was directed and written by harmony kareen kareen is how you say it uh yes. which shannon informed me is the director writer director of kids um which makes sense um you can see it huh you see it yeah, yeah. You can see it. Mm-hmm. um produced it had quite a few producers charles marie and Tony, I, there's there's like eight producers. <laughs> it, uh, the but oh, it's uh the production company was Muse Productions, and the A twenty four was it, I guess distributing because it has that A twenty four look. Oh yes, yes, yes. Distributor is A twenty four. You are so right. Uh, the budget was five million. Opening weekend, it only did uh 2600 wait <laughs> i can't do i can't do <laughs> yeah, yeah. thousand. thank yeah. you um and i can see gro- that and that's a pretty uh oh gross 30 million oh wow that's yeah. a pretty low budget so it probably most of that went to the to the cast members to the talent yes yeah. it's it stars James Franco, Selena Gomez, Vanessa Hudgens, Ashley Benson, uh, yeah. Rachel Corrine, Corrine, which the wife, yes, uh, Gucci Gucci Mane, yeah, Gucci Man, and whoever those twins are, yeah, and those twins, yeah, twins, yeah. Those are the stats. Some some things that were happening in entertainment around that time. Um, like if y'all remember the Call Me Maybe music video that came. Oh out my gosh! Uh, yes. Style. Um. Uh, the final Twilight movie, Girls, was released. Just mm-hmm. like oh, everybody wow. was kind of into like, I don't know. Like I feel like this, it it fits into its own little niche of that era's aesthetic i don't know if that makes yeah. sense yeah and, and i feel like pretty little liars was super big at that time too so super like, big yes really good for ashley benson yes because yeah, they had probably had a few seasons Mm-hmm. because right i know i was like like that was my show in high school like i was obsessed with pretty little liars so this came out this movie came out my first year of college so i still was like watching pretty little liars like religiously and then like really, really, really excited for this movie whenever I found out about it. Um, so I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. Right? Ash Benzo was definitely my pull to see it too. Mm-hmm. I like, Which Hannah. I know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm I don't know if you guys know this, but Emma Roberts was actually supposed to play Hannah, uh, or not Hannah, Ashley Benson's character. <laughs> Um, okay, I can see that. I yeah, see that. Yes. but I'm glad they picked Ashley. I I am too because I don't know if they would have worked the same way with Emma Roberts. Um, like, and I'm not 100 sure as to why she didn't go through with the role because I think she like 
was at fittings and was like actually like starting to do. You said like, you said she didn't want to gain weight. Yeah, so that's what I heard. I heard that she was like really skinny, and Harmony wanted her to like gain a couple pounds, um, but she didn't want to. I also heard that um, she just had creative differences with the script um, mm. and some of the scenes that she was gonna have to do. Um, so I'm not 100% sure. I could see that as well. Yeah. I yeah, I could see both. So I don't know what the truth is, but it makes a lot of sense to me. Like if she didn't want to like gain weight for the film because she's so little. Um, but I guess we'll never know unless she tells us. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think I, I think Ashley Benzo did the role justice. Mm -hmm. yeah. I do too. Yeah. Um, where were you when you first saw this movie, Annie? I saw it here in LA. Um, I rented it from a Redbox. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and yeah, I watched it in my living room. And it was just like, what is this? Because it, it was definitely um, one of, it's very new, unique. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, it made an impression. Um, how about y'all? Um, I was, I was in my last year of, uh, of college and I was really into like, I would go and watch all the indie movies at, um, what was that movie theater across the Angelica? Is that what, was that across from us in Annie? Yes. Yes, I'd go to the Angelica and watch any indie movie that would come out, any of them. Um, and so, you know, I saw the previews for this. I was really excited about it because I, I love this, the cinematography where they use a lot of neon lighting and they, that always gets me. Um, so, uh, and this was, this was gonna be like, like an indie movie, but like an artsy indie movie, but with like people from Disney Channel. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's gonna be weird. Um, and about college, and I was in college, so it was gonna be like, you know, marketed towards me. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of kids. I love all the Larry Parks movies as well, uh, which is just basically a lot of movies about kids being bad, but in the 90s or in the early 2000s. Um, so now it's my first time to see it as what they expect my generation would be doing, I guess. Um, and I didn't really like relate to these, these girls very much, but I guess, uh, I, well, I wouldn't go to spring break. So, so, <laughs> so that's kind of where, the, where they lost me there. And it, it was like, they, cause normally like kids or Larry, or, um, Larry Clark's movies will be about kind of like counterculture, I guess. Um, but this one was more like, you know, they listen to EDM. And you know they they like swimming with a lot of other people around them. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's I don't know if it was really meant for me, but that's okay. I I you know it's you know it was an interesting film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I saw it in theaters. I can't really remember because it seems like so long ago. Um, I think I actually, because I bought it on iTunes, like back when you could buy movies on iTunes. Um, so I remember like when it first came out, I like purchased it and like watched it. Um, so I think the first time I saw it was actually on my iPhone or my iPod Touch. My iPod um, Nano? Yeah, my iPod Nano back in the little day. Thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, back in like- You can like, watch a whole movie on the little- Literally. And I did. Screen. And uh -huh. I did. <laughs> So I think my first time watching it was on um, my whatever Apple product it was. Um, and I'm not going to lie, the first time I watched it, I was kind of disappointed. Um, I love the cinematography. I thought, oh, yeah, do you guys feel the same way? Like, were you guys kind of like let yeah, down by yeah. it? Yeah. I think it's the structure. It's not like a, a traditional yeah. structure. 
I and the rep repetition and like right. the repetition works sometimes, but then it's just over and over like. Right, right. And I definitely <laughs> went into it with the um, idea that I was going to be watching like a plot driven film mm -hmm. um, because wow. there was such a heavy emphasis on like Selena Gomez and Vanessa Hudgens and Ashley Benson being these like, you know, preteen teenage stars that everyone loves that are gonna be doing this role where they're gonna be bad girls doing what bad girls do on spring what break. What bad girls do. Right, so I was like, oh shit, like uh, I'm in my first year of college, <laughs> it's 2013, like I I'm can't be tamed. Right, like Miley Cyrus <laughs> bangers, like hello, I'm into this, like I'm ready for this movie. Um, but when I saw it, I was just kind of like, oh, what is this? Like, I don't get it. But um, rewatching it to do this episode, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I got to like, I think, appreciate the film for what it is, which is an art film. Um, so like this time around, I loved it way more than I did in the past. I mean, I always loved the film because it's like, A, I'm a huge Pretty Little Liars fan. So like seeing Ashley Benson do a different role other than Hannah was really cool. I grew up on like watching Selena Gomez on Barney and Vanessa Hudgens in High School Musical. So like it was cool seeing them step out of that, like out of those like childlike roles and into like more adult roles. And then like, of course, Britney Spears, like there's like two or three Britney songs in this film. So like that really, really, that really drove it home for me as far as like it being a film that I just like love and hold like dear to my heart. So yeah, I liked it. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drop us a line at sixsidefilmclub at gmail.com or at sixsidefilmclub on Instagram and you can, and Twitter, and you can tell us about all the crazy things you were doing when Spring Breakers dropped. Um, were you wearing an American Apparel circle skirt? How much neon did you have in your closet? <laughs> <laughs> and were you a fan of EDM at the time? Like, were you listening to EDM on your spring break vacation? Yeah. Or yeah, going to the Skrillex club? in the sand? <laughs> yeah. Like, were you like going off to Skrillex in the clubs, or like what was the situation? Let us know. We wanna we wanna hear your story. We wanna hear it. Yes. Let us know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into this recap. All right, into this wild movie. So we start off mayhem, topless college kids <laughs> with dumps up in the background, like slow motion, drinking, eating popsicles, like it's just wild. Um, and this was pretty shocking for my college eyes. I, I don't think I really like saw movies that were um, that graphic about college age kids that were artsy movies you know mm -hmm. it, was, it was never that uh that um that con that uh that intersection it was never that mm -hmm. yeah and so <laughs> that's the image we get of uh spring break and then we get we're taken back to um a hotel room or i'm sorry college a college dorm where vanessa hudgens is hitting a bong with some random dudes while uh they're watching my little pony on tv um they it seems like these girls go to a very like granola college maybe in like the middle of nowhere and they're just hyped up about spring break being their release from this uh mundane life or however you would phrase that um and 
there's like a lot of really cool scenes. I love like when they're in the lecture hall and Vanessa Hudgens and Ashley, who are like way more the more sexualized of the of the four girls. Like they're way more sexualized than the other two girls are. Uh, and they're in. Well, actually, I don't know because that other third girl was pretty sexualized as well. But these, I think, but um, like the angel, right? She's yeah, she's supposed to be like the little goody two shoes of the group, and the rest mm -hmm. are supposed to be like wild party girls. Fun um, fact. Um, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, tell Cannon. me. Uh, Ashley Benson and Vanessa Hudgens actually had to teach Selena Gomez how to smoke out of a bong for this film, um, <laughs> but she did not know how to. So in the like pre-production hangout, um, Harmony Corinne had the girls hang out for like I think a week um, straight before they started filming, just so they can. Yeah. You know... And did you tell us what they were smoking? Did you know? Did you look that up? Oh yes. So actually, they were smoking these like weird herbs that tasted really bad, according to them. Um, they were talking about it in this interview I watched, and um, they were smoking like these weird herbs, and the mm -hmm. cocaine, the like cocaine they were snorting in the movie, was actually like B twelve, like crushed oh up God. B twelve. Um, that, that ended up. It Does that hurt you? It hurts. It doesn't make you high, um, but it hurts. It gives you a little bit of energy. Um, and Vanessa Hudgens actually was having like nosebleeds on set because oh, she no. was like snorting so much B12. Um, oh and gosh. she had never had nose a nosebleed before. So her first time having a nosebleed was snorting fake cocaine for this movie. Actors oh do so much. Thank you, mm -hmm. actors. <laughs> thank, yeah, you, thank, you. <laughs> thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So they're in this this cool scene that I, that I was talking about in the lecture hall was really just like the the reflection of the computer screens going off their face. They did a lot of cool light work in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, Selena's at this, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say their real names. <laughs> they're the actors, the actresses' names, but you know, um, they do have character names. Um, <laughs> Selena Gomez is at a youth pastor meeting um, with a guy who uses the word swagger. He's a their their youth pastor and um they were that scene was cool where they were like in the circle and they're just like chanting and you know we're getting this we're start, this is where we first get the uh the the sort of motif where he keeps um using repetition over and over mm -hmm. and uh repeating scenes repeating uh the visual and the audio of those scenes and, and you know we get this maybe five or six times throughout the movie. And it's pretty much, it, on the first watch, I didn't enjoy it when yeah. I was, you know, in 2013. It, would, it kind of, you know, was off-putting to me and, you know. A little just, confusing. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, you think it's supposed to mean more or or I just feel like I'm getting cheated out of a movie, really, because you're repeating it. Okay, so this could have been a whole other scene that <laughs> you're just repeating the old scene. So I, mm -hmm. I kind of feel like I'm being cheated out of some story is what is what is how I felt. What did you guys think about that kind of stuff, the, re the repetition and throughout the movie. Like I, uh, 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 or John, do you want to go ahead? No, go ahead. Um, I feel like, yeah, my first time watching it, I too was like, what am I supposed to be getting out of this? <laughs> like I, I, I felt like I was like, am I like, am I missing something? <laughs> but then, but then like you said, like, I don't know, maybe rewatching it now for for this podcast um i appreciated it more i feel like it adds to the trippiness of being crossfaded for spring break <laughs> you know it kind oh of, it, like, true you like yeah, last night like, was I a movie like, oh <laughs> exactly i i like it fits it fits 
I can look at yeah. it now that way. But yeah, yeah, first time watching it, I was like, what am I supposed to <laughs> What's the point of this? Yes. <laughs> How about you, Dom? Um, so before I answer that question, I just want to say that I think the youth pastor might be one of my favorite characters in the He's whole great. film. He's um, great. I think, I think mine is the grandma on the other end of the, the, other end of uh, the phone. Who <laughs> has <laughs> no line. Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> but he just had so many like, quotable, memorable lines, like, are you crazy for Jesus? I am. Like, that was so, like, familiar to me. Yes, yes, I know him. Like, I grew up in church and going to church camp, so, like, I... Church lock-ins, remember? Oh, my God. Like, I know this person. I know the character that he's playing. So, like, that was really funny for me. And even though I didn't really relate to, like you said, Shannon, I don't relate to any of these characters, like, at all. But, like, having that be in the opening um, part of the movie, like that kind of made me like relate to it. And the fact that they're like, mm, obviously yeah. at a college in the South, cause they keep saying y'all. Um, oh, damn, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so I was just like, okay, like it, I can relate to this movie in that aspect. Um, but like with both of you guys, like I didn't understand the repetition at first. Like when I first mm-hmm. watched it, um, like the first time I watched it, because it was like, I I went into it with preconceived notions that this was going to be a plot-driven movie, um, and it wasn't that whatsoever. So like the repetition was confusing and a little annoying at, at first, but like because I went back and rewatched it for this episode, um, it made more sense to me. And then after I did my research mm-hmm. um, and learned more about like. Harmony Corinne as a person, as an artist, and like what his intentions were behind this movie, everything makes sense to me now. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like the theme of the whole movie to me is like pretend it's a video game, act like it's a movie. So, like, when you have that on top of your mind and you watch this movie, the whole repetition part makes sense. Um, and I, I enjoyed it, I like it, like, I wouldn't change it now. But when I first watched it, I was just like, okay, so where's the dialogue? Where's the plot? Yeah, where's yeah. the story? Like, where is this going? I don't get it. Yeah. Um, but when I... A, sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, well, I'd say, like, as I've gotten older and, like, I've watched more, like, artsy movies, yeah, I see you as making a choice here. Like, it's an artistic choice. And, like, mm-hmm. I can, like, I can, for, I can, like, let that go a little bit as I'm watching it. And appreciate it. because And appreciate it because... This movie is filled with beautiful, beautiful shots. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay seeing them a couple more times. The audio, though, I don't know if we need to hear uh, James Franco's accent, this fake accent, as many times repeated. <laughs> Come on, man. Why are you acting suspicious? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not even going to talk about suspicious because that, not... <laughs> that is not real, sir. You cannot Brain, make up <laughs> your own. Suspicious. <laughs> Um, oh. so, just so make sure it's with Spicious on it. Spicious, yeah. Spicious. Why, y- why y'all acting Spicious, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, so back to the plot, Selena is basically having an existential crisis where she just really wants to, she's like very gung-ho to get them to spring break, I feel like, um, when it could have been that she would have been the one who needed more convincing because she's like, you know, the typical Christian girl, but but she's like really excited about it. So they don't have enough money to get there. So the three girls 
without uh, Selena, they go and rob a, a chicken cafe, chicken cafe, a cafe in their, a chicken shack in their um, city. Uh, and they steal the professor's car because homegirl is sleeping with him. Ashley, Ashley Vincent? Uh, no, that's Harmony Corinne's no, wife. Oh um, my gosh. Okay. Yes. Harmony Kern's wife. Who, who like, I guess since she wasn't like the star, they just like gave her colorful hair to make her like. I think she was supposed to be relevant. like the slut of the friend. Like I think Selena was the good girl. I think Cotty was a slut. And I think Brit and Candy were like the ringleaders um, who like kind of ran the show and like, you know, were the Regina Georges of the group. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, that's what I got from it. Cause like. Yeah. Cotty was very much so like this like sexually driven character who was like, yeah, I sleep with the professor, so what? And then also very much so like the, y'all like do whatever I want with these guys, so what? Like it's my body, my choice. Like I do what I want. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the vibe I got from Cotty. Yeah. She seemed like she was like very chill and then like the mm -hmm. others who were like the masterminds. And mm -hmm. like, they like seemed like they had this plan from the beginning to like, oh, we're gonna go this for break. We're not coming back, actually. Right. Be bad bitches in the in Florida. And Faith's um, two Christian friends, like after the little youth group meeting that they had, where they were singing Amen, um, they were like, "You got to be careful of Britain, oh, Cot Britain mm -hmm. Candy, because like those girls are like insane." And they were like, "Pray hardcore, like pray super <laughs> hardcore." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, th there's some foreshadowing going on here. They're letting us know that Brit and Candy are the ones to look out for. Yes, yes. One of those girls was on Glee, if anyone watches. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> That's okay. I've never seen an episode of Glee, but I'm a homosexual, so all everyone that I know watches Glee. Um, <laughs> and that's where I know that girl from. Yeah. That makes, okay, I get it. I get it now. Yeah. I wanted to say, we saw you. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yes. So, um, but I want to talk about that scene where they do rob the bank or the bank, the uh, chicken shack, because it is very, it's very interesting the way he sets up these shots. Like, we get uh, the first time we see it, uh, the wife, Miss Cur Mrs. Corinne, is driving the car, and um, we get it from her, from the car's point of view, as Nicki Minaj's moment for life her verse is playing. And so we see the inside of the uh, diner and we can just see from afar them uh, fucking these people up and taking their money. <laughs> uh, and then we get that later back, later in an inverse kind of where they show us what actually happened in there, but that was really cool. Um, so they, they, uh, they take Selena, they're on a party bus to Florida. They got the money, it's time to go. Um, this is my favorite scene where we have the spring break montage where they're just like partying overcut with Selena's phone call to her grandmother where she's spiritually transformed and wants to bring her grandmother to this, uh, drug den next year. <laughs> was that, was that real? Like what, 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 she couldn't have meant that she wanted her grandma to come. So I will say this, I've definitely, <laughs> I've definitely had situations where I've like been like out with friends or gone on vacation with friends and I'm just so like under the influence of the fun that I'm having and the reality that I'm currently living in that I just like 
something inside of me just moves me to like want to call my parents and be like, yeah. oh my God. Or it might having... have been like Molly or something where you just like love and everyone around you. <laughs> so I was trying to get at that without oh, getting at that. No, no, you're totally fine because you're you you're picking up what I'm putting down. But like, yeah, you know, like when you like just do something that makes you feel really good and you're just like, oh, I just want to experience this with the people that I love the most. Like, I just want to like call my mom and just tell her how much life, like tell her how great life is right now. And just like, uh, like I've, I'm not going to say that I found myself in that situation once or twice or three times in the past, but I will say that I can understand what that feels <laughs> like. You know, I, I know where she's coming from with that phone call and like yes, just wanting grandma. to, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. just experience Life it would be so nice if you it. could just like party with your grandparents. Like yeah. there's no barrier there. That's yeah. your, you know, that's your family. Because you know what? If we're just thinking souls. about we're it in souls. the sense of like pretend it's a video game, act like it's a movie. Well, then in a picture perfect movie, of course I would be going to spring break with my cool ass grandma who wants mm -hmm. to do nothing but party with me and enjoy life. 17 to the again. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's, 20, <laughs> it's 2012. YOLO. Hello, YOLO. You only live yes. once. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, Selena, she ends, you know, she's, she wants her grandmother to come and she's like actually really like um, getting closer to these girls and like trying to like really bond with them. And they're like kind of clowning her when she's <laughs> <laughs> being really dramatic. Um, <laughs> and so now, and yeah. live in here forever. Yeah. And now they're at their version of Freak Week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like MTV's like uh, Spring Break. Um, and James Franco. Riff Raff? James Franco is doing a Riff Raff impersonation. Um, and he's rapping and giving uh, a Spring Break spiritual speech to these college children. Um, and they're singing his words. So, you know, so... We, we talked about that before, like, did they know who he was? Like, did they know he was famous or like, was he a nobody to them? Like, was he a SoundCloud rapper to them or was he a someone they might've known or already had on their playlist? Cause that also, that changes the whole trajectory of why did y'all go to this man's house to me? Right. Um, Annie, how do you feel? <laughs> I, I, think that they didn't know who he was before spring break yeah like do you know. think do you think it could have been one of those things that like on the bus ride to spring break in miami they like were listening to music and somebody was playing like hanging with them dope boys so they were like oh i love this song like what is this song like i just want to party so by the time they saw him like live they were like oh my god this is the song that i love so they were mm -hmm. just like singing the lyrics. I feel like it could have been a situation where it's like he had that one hit. Like yeah. I only know the one riff raff song. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know Tip other ones. In my jaw. Yes, yeah. that one. So it's like, <laughs> if I was a regular person who I'm had not going no to idea, that man's house behind that song. I am not. You know, me neither. But if I was on spring break <laughs> and I was hot and I was in a bikini, a two piece, and somebody and was like, me out of jail. Right. I'm like, you know what? YOLO. <laughs> We're I'm on spring break. I would never go to Riff Raff's house. He can he can put me out of jail, but I don't think I would go to his home. Not even in college. No. 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 And the Yingang twins hit on my roommate. No. Nothing okay. happened. <laughs> so maybe maybe your no. Maybe it doesn't matter. Safe? 
I don't really care if you're famous if you're not attractive. I'm like, mm. oh, you didn't think he was. You were in college. You thought Riffraff is. You think Riffraff is attractive? I don't. I mean, that's a choice. That's a choice. I don't think he's ugly. Well, I can't get that besides the like uh, the black face or the like the the black fishing or whatever this is or the I mean, appropriation. He, he reminds me of like a colorful. I know he's from Houston. Yes, he reminds me of a colorful Paul Wall. Okay, so you might do like Paul Wall. Yeah, and I just think of like Riff Raff as like a tether of <laughs> Paul Wall almost. <laughs> you know, what do you think he's cute, Annie? No. No? Okay. <laughs> I, well, I don't what? think I'd go with him either. I would um, go with him. And that's yeah. fine, baby. I don't want to shame you. I just <laughs> yeah, I, want also, it. I don't claim that energy. Location. I'm gonna share my location with you, yeah. but I'm also gonna take I'm gonna <laughs> take I'm going for the story. But I'm going for the story. Okay, but you guys have to admit his huskies are really cute. He has huskies. <laughs> yeah, his huskies like, cute. And they're they're like dyed, they're like blue and purple. Mm-hmm. And they're cute. No. No. Okay. Okay. Well, so y'all are gonna be Faith. I'll be Britain Sandler. That's fine. <laughs> that's well. Me and on that bus going back home. I'm like, okay. Right. That's enough. I'm that like, nope. Me. We going shoot up Gucci Mane house. <laughs> okay. Okay. For no reason. For no reason. Probably um, though. It like like real talk though. If I'm fucked up, I probably will go with you, Dom. I also cave under peer pressure. <laughs> Okay, and see, the last thing I want to do is peer pressure you into doing something you don't want to do. But if all three of us were on spring break together and a riffraff James Franco character was like, yo, come party at my place. I mean, if y'all are down, I am. So, like, I'll make sure we're Gucci. Yeah, just make sure. Yeah, I'll be sharing my location with my besties and making sure, like, everybody knows we're good. But I'm also, like, in a relationship now, so I can't really, like, get down how I would. (laughs) You know? So it's, like, there's only so much I can do at this man's house with him. But I'm also just down to have a good time. That's I like that energy, though. Okay, I like that energy. Because we also have to take into consideration, like, we're all in college at this point. Like, I'm a freshman. I think you said you were a junior or a senior. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm, look, I'm, I'm here a for crazy. a good time, not a long yeah, time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do feel invincible at that age. Yeah, you really do. You really do. I guess me and Annie did do some some wild things in France that we wouldn't have done. Like, we'd go off <laughs> with strange boys just because they were cute and because they had an accent. Yeah, and, so we did a lot of that. it all right now. So yeah, so if he was French, yeah, me and Annie would, do, would go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my yeah. God. If it was French. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you didn't even have to have a fake song. We'd be like, okay, you go inside jail. Thanks. Let's go to your house. <laughs> um, yeah. So they, yeah. So that's what happens. They end up in jail because they were at a dubstep party with these weird twins who, um, I don't like the twins either. <laughs> um, no. But they all end up getting arrested together for, you know, day drinking, I'm sure, whatever, or not day drinking, uh, underage drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're arrested for day drinking. Doing um, drugs off of- Yeah, drugs, whatever they girls. were doing. Yeah, um, B12 and, <laughs> and they're still in their bikinis, which which makes for a cool cinematic shot, but like logically would be like- I was horrible. cold watching it. That'd be awful, yeah. Yeah. 
we free out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they, so uh, uh, enter James Franco, Aileen, Aileen, excuse me, um, Aileen. Who hey, is coming into who is coming to uh, get the twins out of jail, the other twins out of jail? But he sees these four girls in bikinis, and he's like, "I'll take them too." <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what? Wrap them up too. Um, so, so they get bailed out, and you know, he's like, "You know, this is where we hear why you act suspicious," which just lets me know he did not study how to say slang. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and this is where I did write down that Vanessa and James Franco's accents kind of sound like more Louisiana bourgeois than like hood, but like bad. Yeah, but like not good. Yeah, not a perfect Louisiana bourgeois. No, (laughs) I mean even with Selena Gomez being from the South, like even her y'all sounded forced. Like, oh come on, y'all, what are y'all talking about, y'all? Like, it was just like, "Mm, yeah. Okay. You don't say it. You don't say it. (laughs) You know. So. So yeah, he tells them, you know, he doesn't like say that they can't leave necessarily, but he doesn't say that they can. And he was just like, get in the car. We're going to play Beyonce. His <laughs> car is like literally blocked. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like they can go, but not really. They can go, but um, they have to go around me. Literally. Yeah, and as long as they can't even have clothes, they didn't even get any clothes or no. anything. Um, he takes them on a hood safari, is how I wrote it. But he <laughs> he goes to like I guess to his friend's house. Um, it's in a black neighborhood. The extras were so good in this scene. They're like doing mm-hmm. motorcycle tricks, like backflips. I don't know. They were really performing in the background. Um, and I feel like a lot of the black extras in Harmony's movie in this movie were doing so much and would have had an interesting would have added an interested layer to the story if they had were given the chance to speak besides, you right. know, Gucci Mane is the only one who gets to speak. Um, but there was like a lot of interesting talent casted that I would have loved to have heard somebody from. Um, yeah, because it wasn't, I didn't want to just see them as props. Like black people can be more than just props sometimes. Yeah. They look like real Floridians. Yeah, they did. And I think they yeah. did hire I think all those people were not actors. I think they were all. Yeah, like, they looked. They didn't look like actors. They looked. Yeah, they were local like people. Really yeah, cool. yeah, they looked really. They looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but Selena is not having fun at this party. Um, and, you know, we we were like going back and forth about this. You know, like she's uncomfortable here, understandably, but like her whole like demeanor is like giving like the hint of anti-blackness because now you're uncomfortable or you're like afraid for your life whereas you were doing dangerous things before and you were cool with it because everyone was white i don't know right because the college like like that college party couldn't got could have gotten violent too and we did see that uh harmony's wife almost got assaulted right Mm -hmm. and they were like, like the tiling seals were like missing and they were doing like drugs off of people's naked bodies and it was like a bunch of people i mean granted it was like pre-covid but there was a bunch of people in one hotel room just like Mm -hmm. partying and jumping around and like yeah like it was just insanity and like she was like totally fine there like 
she was surviving in jails. You know, we didn't see her have like a mental. She was fine. She didn't cry in jail. Yeah, it was like not until she was surrounded by a bunch of like black people living there. And she was like, "I don't want to be here. This is not what I signed (laughs) up for." So yeah, um, it definitely stunk of anti-blackness. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, but um... yeah. And then of course James Franco comes up to her and makes it even worse by being mm-hmm. really predatory to her and like insinuating that. I mean, I don't know. He's like touching her face. He's like, he well, he says you know that you can go, but they're gonna stay. Mm-hmm. Um. And they do, and then she gets on the bus and is never heard from again in the whole movie. It's just that's it. <laughs> Which I, I felt robbed by that storyline the first time I watched it because I was like, okay, well, I I kind of I thought this was going to be a movie about Selena Gomez going bad or something, a full plot because we get we gave so much time to her and she was like the the most different one of the group. Mm-hmm. I thought that she was going to have the full storyline. Were you like jarred by that, or did you see that coming? Where she just leaves. I didn't see it coming. I mean, I, it was, it blindsided me, but like, again, when I rewatched the film and like was watching it for what it is, which is this like art film by Harmony Corinne who likes to leave things open-ended and up to our own imagination, it made sense that mm-hmm. he would kind of like build this character up to be like almost the like good girl main character who the story is kind of sort of not really revolving around only to have her leave when things start getting too real. Yeah. Um, so like rewatching it, it made sense. But the first time I watched it, I was just like, oh, well, that came out of nowhere. Like, is she going to come back or what's what's up now? I don't know. What did you think, Annie? Yeah, um, I agree. I didn't see it coming, but it makes sense with the budget. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, she can have. I guess it. It also uh, the story that it was like, yeah, you can go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After her crying, it was mm-hmm. like, bye. <laughs> so, also, it's like it's like the first act ends and she leaves. The second act ends and uh, the wife leaves. Mm-hmm. And then you know, the third act is just the last two, I guess. But I, I also, I feel like after rewatching, it made the story more believable. Yeah, mm-hmm, um, definitely believable. Because, I'm not saying. Yeah, because I mean, like, I'm sure y'all's friend groups are the same. Like, I have friend groups that I'm a part of where we're all so different. And if we were in that situation, like, not all of us would be down for all of the shenanigans going on. So it's like bound to happen that one of us leaves or someone gets shots and decide, oh, well, I'm really not about that life like I thought it was. <laughs> like, deuces, you know? So it's like rewatching it, I was like, okay, this is like, more realistic than it is like a film about like spring breakers you know what i mean or like an art film that's like rooted in reality than like a theatrical film that's rooted in fantasy yeah okay why did the wife leave again sorry real quick um well she she ends up she got she got shot oh that's right oh my god duh Um, yeah, okay, so now let's see. So Aileen and the three girls, and he's like, <laughs> that's how he says it, right? Or is it Alien? It's Alien. <laughs> oh, my bad, Alien. Did he never say it like that? <laughs> I don't think so. I think he always said Alien. <laughs> I feel like, what's that, like, Key and Peele set- sketch where he can't say the, the kids' names? Like, oh, he's a substitute teacher. <laughs> Aaron. Yeah. Aaron. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Alien. 
Who are you? My name's Aileen. Okay. Um, Alien, he, he's like, you know, he shows him around the house. He's like, you know, I got money. I got gun shoes, money, alien stuff, dark tanning oil. Dark tanning oil. Dark tanning oil. <laughs> Go out by the pool, put my dark tanning oil on. <laughs> I don't know you do impressions. This is great. <laughs> oil. Um, Look at yes. all my shit. Look at my shit. Look at all my shit. Oh. All my shit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So they, you know, he's showing them his lavish lifestyle, and then um, now we have to have the villain. Dun, dun, dun. So they go to the strip club, and they see. Gucci man and he's talking about how that's his that's his enemy because they're like between Alien and Gucci man they're both trying to figure out who is who's OG like who made who right um and it seems like Alien is like in coming up on Gucci man's turf and like uh doing drugs where uh where Gucci's like has the domain has the uh reign um so that's when now they go back and this is where alien starts acting hard in front of of uh uh ashley benson and vanessa hudgens character because this is where he says the n-word because he couldn't say it in the other scene in front of all the black people in the club because he was afraid right right. so they smell they like he's like making them smell as they're smelling his money and like making all the money um and they like this is where they like point his guns at him and they start like role playing like the robbing scenario again they they these girls love this they're like Mm -hmm. manifesting robbing somewhere um and like he gets down right and they're like you know we could take all your stuff your all your stuff we could kill you um and he he blows the gun and then he like tells them he loves them and they are different. Yeah. <laughs> I'm different. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> He's like, y'all are different. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and I think Yeah. And I mean, I kind of fell in love with them whenever they um were singing Britney Spears outside of the um convenience store. Yes. When they were telling Faith, like, oh, how yes, they I love that scene. Got the That's money. where we got the inverse of the, the robbery. Mm-hmm. So, which was like very interesting watching it this time around because it's like when you think about the fact that it's so repetitive with them, like, saying, like, pretend it's a video game, act like you're in a movie or something. Um, when we first see the scene where they're robbing the chicken shack, it's from Cotty's perspective in the car. And then once we see that scene again from Britt and Candy's perspective, it's like almost hyper-realistic and it's like super violent and like just really intense and the colors are super bold. And then it's like, it's almost like two different instances Mm -hmm. of like the same crime. Um, So I think that also kind of puts into perspective like how Brit and Candy see everything that's happening versus how like Cotty and maybe Faith see everything that's happening and going on. Um, so they're like living in two separate realities at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. love that scene when they're like sh- telling uh, Faith like what they did. Oh, and- then they start like acting out on her. Uh-huh. They, see, they played this a couple of times where they like where these girls keep like pretending to rob people, their mm-hmm. friends. Um, and she gets all freaked out. She's like, "Wait, y'all said that? You actually y'all said, oh my god, you dead? <laughs> but we were just thinking Britney Spears. Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, and okay. Next scene, we get this beautiful outdoor ocean view piano and another Britney Spears callback with 
<laughs> um, James Franco playing uh, every time on the piano. I'm going to keep the the outfit a secret for Dom's uh, fashion segment, but they look they look so great. Actually, do you want to stop here and talk about this outfit? Yeah, let's do it. And that is where we're going to pause. Let's break for Dion Davin's report, and then we'll be back with our uh, final thoughts on this movie. Hi guys, it is me. I am here with Dion Davin's report and we are going to talk about the costume design in Spring Breakers. Um, so I love the costume design in this movie. I feel like some of the locals might look at this movie and be like, costume design? They were only wearing bikinis. Like, what do you mean costume design? But this movie was like really intense for Heidi Bivens, who is the costume designer. Um, you guys might know her from her current work on Euphoria. Um, oh, she, wow. Mm -hmm, she is the costume designer of Euphoria, which when it came out was like this huge thing for like the style and for the makeup look. So shout out to Heidi Bivens. She's a um, great job, yeah. Yeah, no, she's a great costume designer. She's also worked on um, Harmony Corinne's like follow-up film, The Beach Bum. Um, and worked on mid 90s as well. Um, she's also worked with Rachel Zoe, David Lynch and Kanye West. So she she has a pretty nice looking resume. She's worked with some pretty cool people. Yeah. Um, so she actually was a fan of Harmony Corinne's before starting this project. And when she found out that he was gonna be doing this film, um, she basically got her people to get, in, get her in touch with his people. Um, because she really, really wanted to work on this film. Um, so she did like an interview at his home in like Tennessee, I believe, and they just like hit it off. And I think the thing that really like brought them together was like, Harmony had a very specific vision for this film. He credits Girls Gone Wild as one of his like main inspirations. Brace yourself. The following is a paid program for Girls Gone Wild. For this film, oh, as far wow. as like, mm -hmm. of course, with the cops and the and the bikinis, okay, yeah, yep. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so like that opening montage that we touched on earlier, um, like when I rewatched it after doing some research and finding out that he was inspired by Girls Gone Wild, it made complete sense why the opening scene was what the opening scene was. Because I don't know if you guys remember, but like those awful Girls Gone Wild commercials that used to play all the time back in the early 2000s. Do you guys remember? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they would they'd like play late at night. Like you uh -huh. like, couldn't get yeah. away from them. And then like during the summer, they would, that would, it's like every other commercial I feel like was a Girls Gone Wild commercial. Um, so it's really funny that that was his main inspiration for this film, but it makes total sense. Um, so with this movie and Heidi styling these girls, each girl had to try on over 300 bikinis. No, the chafing, no. Yes, 300 <laughs> bikinis. So that's like 16, over 1,600 bikinis in total for all four oh girls, God. not including the extras. Um, I mean, it's crazy because bikinis look like, you know, they all look kind of similar. Yeah, and you would think that like, oh, styling young, hot, attractive actresses for a mm -hmm. movie in bikinis. Yeah, like, they're, all, they're all thin, you know. Yeah, you know, easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Well, not so much um, because each girl has like a different body type and like Harmony is very, 
I don't want to say strict, but he is very like, he, he doesn't want the girls to wear anything that they wouldn't wear in their real life. So he wants the actresses to wear stuff that they would wear on a daily mm. basis outside okay. of playing this character. So that they would, the outfits would feel more real. The bikinis would feel more real. Um, he was also very specific about not wanting anything too fashionable. Um, he didn't want anything that was like easily recognizable, like any big designers or big brands. So when styling these girls for this movie, um, Heidi found a lot of her outfits from um, Hot Topic, Victoria's Secret, um, and American Apparel. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, of course she like, yeah, one this is of the, the height of American Apparel, 2013. Oh, right. I missed it. Right. I missed those pants. <laughs> the, mm -hmm. the, the high waist jeans. They were so I, I know. I still actually have a pair in my I want closet. some disco pants. I don't have any disco pants. I know. We we need to take a trip to New York and go to the actual American Apparel store. That There's are, one left? I think so. Last time I went to New York, there was still an American oh Apparel is there store. One in, is there one in LA, Annie? I don't know. The one I used oh. to go to is gone. Oh. Okay, we'll have to do our research and find out. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so like uh, that was styling the girls. Um, for James Franco's Riff Raff character, um, he kind of already had an idea in his mind before meeting yeah. with Heidi. Yeah, um, of <laughs> who he wanted his character to like be and what he wanted him to look like. He pulled a lot of inspiration from the locals in Miami but he also pulled a lot of inspiration from YouTube because he would show, um, like he would always send James Franco's videos, uh, like inspo videos. Most of those videos were Riff Raff music videos. This Riff Raff, y'all know me already. See, how we living, that ain't too good. You know what I'm saying? This right here. Tell me about the rims, man. This right here, we just, we selling the rims. Okay. These are some 20, we buy at least 20 and up in Houston. Oh, we had a kitchen. See, we ain't got too much shit in there. We don't be cooking too much either. We be drinking sodas, that's it. My room right here. Flipping some J's and shit. You don't got to like Bart Simpson and shit, but, but I just should be watching them anyway. So, um, <laughs> it's interesting reading interviews that Heidi has done because in some interviews, she cites Riff Raff as like being the main inspiration. And in other interviews, um, she kind of plays it off like, Riff Raff was one of many inspirations and he wasn't the main inspiration for this character. Um, she actually credits um, Axl Rose from Guns N' Roses as okay. one of the main inspos for um, Alien, James Franco's yeah. character. So um, it was a very collaborative experience, I think, uh, on working costume design for the film um, because like Harmony had very specific um, things he wanted in the film. So like the um, scene where we see the girls in the um, monokinis, the one piece with the black um, fleece sweatpants and the DTF on the back. Uh, he knew in his mind that he wanted the girls to be wearing um, pink ski mask with the unicorn um, Iconic, iconic. Yeah. That's the iconic, like, mm -hmm. that's the takeaway from this movie is them and that with the bikini or even with the, the pants. Yeah. So the the, the um, ski mask was all Harmony Corinne's idea. And the um, 
one piece with the rolled down black fleece with the DTF on the back. Mm-hmm. That was all um, Heidi because mm-hmm. she actually wanted to incorporate monokinis or um, as I call them, uh, one pieces into the film more. But the guys on the crew didn't find them sexy enough. Yeah, what's a monokini? That's where it's like that little strap in the front but nothing in the back? Um, I think it's just a one piece. With no but, cutout? But you're probably right. Um, oh, okay. I'm not sure, actually, now that I'm talking about it. Um, <laughs> I, I, imagine just... in, I imagine it as like um, a, a one piece, but like the back is not there. Like maybe even it's like a, a bikini, but then it like it attaches to the bottom. Yeah. I mean, she when she's referencing Mono Kini in this interview that I'm um, reading from, she's talking about the scene where they're wearing the pink ski mask and the black DTF sweats. Uh, mm-hmm. She calls that a monokini, the one with okay. the tiger on the front. Um, okay. So she had to really push for them to wear a one piece because the guys didn't find it sexy. Um, but once she oh kind gosh. of styled it, I guess Harmony and some of the other men on the crew. I imagine like that. Is like uncomfortable a... that they're asking. Them yeah. That. Okay. Hey guys, you find that sexy? No. Yeah. yeah. It makes me like what. Yeah, so she got, a, she got a lot of pushback when she was um, trying to style the girls in the um, in the monokinis or the one pieces, but um, she finally convinced them that it was the right choice for that scene where um, James Franco's character Alien is playing um, every time on the piano, and the girls mm-hmm. have like their guns. I don't know what they're called. Maybe they're AR-15s or something. And they're like dancing around and they have their ski mask on. And that is honestly one of my favorite scenes of any movie. One, because it's Britney Spears. Two, because it's pink ski mask and girls being bad. Like, totally love that. Um, But yeah, I thought that Heidi Bivens did a great job styling this movie and doing the costumes. Um, I think it's great that people still do spring breakers for Halloween. And it's such an iconic like look. And you just know when you see a girl in like a bikini and a ski mask, like she is definitely yes. doing spring breakers. So shout out to Heidi Bivens for her work on spring breakers. And I want to ask you guys, like what were y'all's favorite looks from the movie? You want to go first? No, Shin, you go first. Um, I think mine is, fav- is definitely the, the the final outfit where uh, they had the uh, ski mask and the bikini, right? Just a bikini? Mm-hmm. And I think um, the lime highlighter yellow jacket. Yeah, the last thing they do, the one they go, they go out in. That's my favorite. Um, and I really, I like the idea that they, you know, they're, they were all Halloween costumes, or they're still like pretty famous Halloween costumes. That should really be the goal of your costuming is to make people want to be that for Halloween because mm-hmm. that's iconic. And I have mean, it be distinctive enough, but also simple enough to recreate. That you can tell what it is, yeah. Yeah, you know, because you once you have that's that reality. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. What about you, Annie? I also really love the piano scene. Um, yeah. I think it's that outfit. But, you know, when... when um. Cotty is still there. I think it might be the same outfit, but I remember when they're like walking all- along that like highway or whatever, and then mm-hmm. they get into the car like right before. She yeah, they had pants on then. Yeah, they were all wearing something the same. Oh, yeah, okay. I remember thinking like that's really cute, but I couldn't tell you what it looks like right now, unless <laughs> mm-hmm. it's the same outfit. 
Is it the same outfit? <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. I don't want to misspeak. I'm sure it was the same as whatever they were singing. <laughs> it's along the same theme. Yeah, I'm yeah. bikini and a mask. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Tom? <laughs> uh, I I'm right there with you, Shannon. I love the last scene where they're wearing like the neon uh, bikini and Britain candy are matching and they have the pink ski mask on and it kind of just looks like a video game, but also like a music video. Um, I just loved how simple it was but also how like bold it was like it it's one of those things where it's like the perfect duality of like something so simple but something so distinctive that like mm -hmm. it it's just the perfect balance of both um i also love uh vanessa hudgens character uh i think it's i think she's candy yeah Candy is wearing a Unif shirt and it says, we'd be good together. And it's two little weed leaves holding hands. Um, Cause like back in 2013, 2012, like I was obsessed with Unif. Yes, like, the Hellraisers, mm -hmm. I want a pair. The or the shirt. Lita's, Jeffrey yes. Campbell Lita's. I'm sad that those were never put into movies. Like I know, why, I know. why Why? are we gonna forget them? Why didn't y'all immortalize them? <laughs> right. I wonder why. Maybe they were uh, too distinctive. Maybe it would have been too distracting. Um, yeah. Because I feel like with costume design, like I normally. Guess you never choose super trendy things for costume right, design. I guess right. I but like, there's no gaucho uh, pants in any of these like 2000s movies. <laughs> no punches. No <laughs> like, that's just going to totally forget that that happened. But I remember I was there. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, Vanessa Hudgens' character is wearing that Unif shirt that I love. And, like, at the time, that was, like, crazy for me. Because, like, usually when I watch movies, it's, like, rare that I can, like, notice where something is from, like, right off the bat without doing research. Because, like, I own, like, 10 of those, like, sleeveless Unif shirts. Like, this one right here, which says, take me to your dealer with the alien face. I thought it was <laughs> super appropriate so for the episode. Yeah. Because, you know, I love my aliens. I have my aliens all throughout my apartment. Um, Dom was actually on the uh, the board for um, <laughs> the inspiration board while she was making aliens characters. You know, she probably did, his look. She stumbled across my Instagram and started recording. <laughs> so what's your <laughs> Alien. Yes. So that is our Dion Davenport for Spring Breakers. Um, let us know your favorite looks. Send us an email. Drop some comments on our Twitter or Instagram page and let us know because we want to hear from you guys. All right, here is how Spring Breakers ends. So there's, of course, beef between uh, Gucci Man and Alien. And Alien decides that he wants to um, interfere with Gucci's money. And so he wants to start robbing the Spring Breakers. Um, and he has these girls robbing them in the, in the tiger bathing suit that we just spoke about. Um, they, they robbed a wedding. They <laughs> are robbing all the people that they were just hanging out with um, and giving this money to, James, to uh, Alien. Um, and as Alien is picking them up and counting the money, Gucci Man drives up to them, pulls out a gun, tells Alien that this is his block, and fires shots into the car where Mrs. Corinne gets shot in the arm. And then there's a sort of a useless scene where she's crying against a wall. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> by herself. Nobody's there. Nobody's there helping her. It's just they didn't, it's like he doesn't have any like vets he can take her to or something. <laughs> Don't they usually know that? Um, so you know, Alien tells her he cares about her and like she's not gonna let Gucci Man get away with this, but you know, she goes home. They have a pool threesome, and then they call their mothers. <laughs> uh, they they get on this boat. <laughs> they have to get on a man. Uh, excuse me. They have to get on a boat to go rob Gucci Man because he lives on an island. So that's like, I mean, Gucci Man. Honestly, there should have been no way that they were allowed to kill him because he lives on an island. He has a huge entourage. There are only three people. Mm -hmm. um, and two of them are not trained in weapons. I don't, I mean, no, not like, you know, an entourage would be. So like, I mean, Gucci Man's having a huge party. He's got, he's got bitches in the bathroom with him. Like he's like giving them directions and stuff. He, I don't know. Um, and with Boku people outside, but yet somehow they're still able to come to the, uh, to the dock. Aliens down immediately. <laughs> Alien dies <Right>. immediately. <laughs> like I don't hey. even think he gets a shot fired before they're like, "Damn, did you touch a plank, sir?" Like I don't think he's <laughs> <laughs> he down. Um, uh, <laughs> but you know what? I feel like prior to this, they show that like slow mo montage of like the crime spree where all the like the three girls and uh, Alien are like at a wedding and like robbing people and just like doing what bad girls do on spring break, obviously. Um, but I think that like, once they get to like Gucci Mane's house, they're just so high on adrenaline that they're, they're just like, oh, we can do anything. Like girl, as long as I pretend it's a video game, like we, we got this. Like, mm -hmm. so I think they're just so high on like, the spring and, break. Yeah, it's this is definitely like the last level of a video game. That mm -hmm. perfect that metaphor perfectly traps tracks traps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that metaphor traps. Yeah. So they, you know, they, you know, they pick off everyone. This is like um if you ever seen Shatas, this is like the end scene in Shatas. They like shoot everybody uh as they are entering this house and they finally get up to Gucci Man's room. I think they don't shoot the young ladies that are with him, right? Mm -mm. Okay, good. No. Thank you. They get to live. Um, and, you know, he dies. And that's that's the end of this film. Mm -hmm. And then they drive off in his Lamborghini. Or was that a Lamborghini? It was a fancy car. car. It was some kind of fancy car. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, oh, well, I guess we're bad girls now, so. Yeah. And, um, okay, that, my friends, was Spring Breakers. You can find it on... Where did you, did you guys stream this? Or... I did. Ripped I it. <laughs> I I have it on my Apple TV because I oh, bought yes. it. I purchased cool. it on iTunes back in the day, so I still got it. Oh, okay. You can stream this on Hulu, or I'm guessing on Showtime. Oh, you can watch it with a premium, a premium subscription. <laughs>
and you need to connect Selena Gomez to a Childish Gambino. You dudes are the opposite of partners responding this. We can squat in seven degrees or less. So Selena Gomez to Donald Glover in seven degrees or less. Hmm. While I think about that, I also just want to say that I'm not a huge fan of Selena Gomez's music, but she has a song with Gucci Mane called- <laughs> no, From this called, movie? No, no, no. This is like a few years after this movie. I don't even know. Because, oh you know, Selena Gomez- He's got Gucci a song with everybody, huh? They don't have a scene together, Gucci Mane and Selena no. Gomez. They don't have a scene together. So I was like, I wonder if they met on the set of this film or and like in pre-production or post-production or something like that, or like, how this song happened. I don't know if you guys have heard the song Fetish. You got I'm gonna send you the video for Fetish because like Gucci Mane's also in the music video. Right. I I personally love the aesthetic of this song. <laughs> I love the video. I think it was by um Petra Collins. So, oh, of course. Very yeah. dreamy, very moody. Cute, I love super, Ricky Mag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she definitely redeemed, redeemed her anti-blackness with this single oh and this music video. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know that they have a song together and it actually isn't bad. Okay. Um, but, but don't try to don't try to avoid the question. Uh, <laughs> Selena Gomez to Childish Gambino. Come on, guys, this is not that hard. You just have to think about movies and TV shows that- Yeah, so is it, uh, okay. I wish I could ask myself the question, but. Okay. Does it have something to do with community? I mean, it could. The thing is it could go out anyway. Yeah, is it music or TV or movies? A movie and then a TV show is the connection that I have. <clears throat> Selena Gomez was just in a movie about vampires or about zombies or something with an actor who was in a show with someone who was in a show with Shotwish Gambino. Okay, so the only... Sorry, go Annie. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I mean, my, my answer is wrong. I already know it. But my only connection I can make right now is... Childish Gambino was in Lion King, the new one, and that's a Disney movie. And then Selena Gomez is basically a Disney manufactured artist. Oh, that's that interesting. That's another actor. way. So, like, I guess so. You know, like maybe that. That wasn't the way I was thinking. Yeah, I know. Like, again, I know I'm wrong, but like, that's the only connection my mind is making right now. She was okay. in that movie with, with that guy we were talking about earlier with Rain Wilson. And, yes. Oh, Adam Driver. Oh, yes. And Adam Driver. No. Uh huh. Oh, oh, oh. Are you gonna go the girls' direction? Uh huh. And Adam Driver Finish was it. on Girls. Yeah. And Donald Glover was also on Girls. Yay! Oh, go Annie. She's super too. Oh, yay. <laughs> okay, okay. But you could also go. Um, Adam Driver was in Star Wars, and actually. So is Donald Glover. Ooh. They're not in, in any Star Wars movies together, but they're in the same. No, movie. yeah, it works. I'll let. I'll, yeah, no rules here. Oh, I, I actually have a question that I want to ask you. Oh right yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish. Um, so after watching the movie this time around, where do you think the girls would be today? Like, what do you think Oof. each girl would be doing? 
And you can generalize, but if you want to get specific <laughs> and go off of like each girl, like what do you think? And even Alien, what do you think they're doing in 2021? Well, Alien passed away. Dead. Um. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I just I blanked. I blanked there. <laughs> I think Ashley Benson and Vanessa Hudgens are cock destroyers and are scamming <laughs> men out of their money somewhere. Probably dominatrixes or something. Um, I think like. Uh, Harmony Corinne's wife probably became like, like a nurse or like a like, like an elementary school teacher, like something where but she's like definitely family. like abusing her power. I feel like she's a little sinister wherever she is. Yeah. Um, I think that Selena Gomez moved to Nashville and went on that show, Marriage or Mortgage, and she chose the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my answers. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Annie, what about you? I um, think that um, I actually think Ashley Benson's character ends up like. Did you all see Meeting Versailles? Is that what it's called? Oh my gosh! No, like, yes, yes, the huge houses. Yes. Oh, For some yeah. reason, I picture her ending up like that woman. Uh, and then I agree. That's such like, an interesting think, documentary. I think Vanessa Hudgens like did like yeah what you said like became like a criminal mastermind. I don't know. She just streams like stronger to me than Ashley. Yeah, she was more. Um, it's the dark hair, I think. Kadi yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did become like a nurse. I agree. Like, it feels like that, right? Like a Florida yeah, nurse. Yeah, you can still mm -hmm. part. Like I've heard nurses party. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because yeah. um, that's a hard job. Um, and but yeah, we're I yeah I like how you put it. She's like can be a little sinister, um, and I th I think Selena Gomez um, like became like um, a preacher's wife. And yeah. Or something. Okay. What do you think, Dom? <laughs> so uh, I I agree with you guys that Cody Harmony Corinne's wife probably became a nurse, um, but I I have a feeling she's like a sex positive nurse who like maybe also has like an OnlyFans and does like sex positive TikToks. Um where she just, you <laughs> yes, know where, she, like where she just like teaches like Gen Z about like, you know, safe sex and like Well she's like know. dancing to Roddy Rich or something. Yeah, like something like where she's like still the like super young at heart, but you know, she's older. Um so I think that's the direction she went in. I don't think she probably has a relationship with any of the three girls anymore. Um she's probably just like, "Oh, my friends from college and like, yeah. like a distant memory for her." <laughs> um I think with Faith Faith could have gone in so many different directions. I think Faith is probably a teacher now. Um I think she probably teaches and like teaches Sunday school as well, but is also like dipping in, dabbling in like, you know. Yeah, she's definitely like a mad teacher. Yeah, yeah. She's I very think, narky. She gives narc vibes. Yeah, I think yes. she like, yeah. I think she became like a normie. She'll tell on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think she got a taste of the wildlife and was like, okay, been there, done that, wasn't for me. Black people are scary. Let me just like go back to Texas. <laughs> and like live my life. So I think she that probably- That was really it. That was why she was crying. You know, oh she's God. like, she's with her grandma. She lives with her grandma probably. Yeah, yeah, they're best friends, like, homies. Yeah, she graduated. She's probably the only one who graduated. Oh or maybe Cotty graduated too. Yeah. Um, Britain Candy. You know, I would like to think that Britain Candy became some kind of businesswoman. Um, that like, 
You know, I think they probably dropped out of college, moved to Miami. They're definitely um, scammers. They ran yeah. some kind of scam. Yeah, I think they made a. They might have like MLS. picked up. <laughs> I think they might have picked up where Alien left off. You know, um, because they just were so addicted to the lifestyle and to the like, you know, partying and living and doing drugs and having sex and all that good stuff that you know young adults get into during their college and years. Dark tan and oil. Dark tan and oil. I got my dark tan and oil. Um, <laughs> got my Calvin Klein escape. Um, yeah, yes, see so yes, yeah. So I'm just gonna conclude with Britain Candy, our businesswomen in Miami, scamming spring breakers out of their money. Yes, they're like yeah. the white city girls. They're like, oh my god, <laughs> <Krayshawn Damn it. laughs> they became Krayshawn and Little Debbie. That's who they are. <laughs> okay, but who's, gonna be, who's gonna be their um, uh, Santa? Oh, okay. Um. Wait. Okay. Well, <laughs> fine. I guess I'll move to Miami and be their Santana. Okay. Uh, okay, okay. I guess okay. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, guys, that was this week's episode. Um, check out our Instagram and Twitter at Six Side Film Club to find out what movie we are doing next. We'll see you next time for another episode of Sick Dad. Film Club. <laughs> <Yay. laughs>